What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Cinemania. I am your host, Marvin Sandoval. I'm really excited about today's podcast. So I am interviewing and chatting with my good friend, AJ, uh, AJ Caldwell. He is a cinematographer, someone that really was one of the first videographers, cinematographers that I began to follow and just like really be inspired by. I met AJ at the Arnold last year. And I remember just seeing him filming and I was just beginning as a YouTuber, vlogger, you know, videographer. I wasn't really that good until I saw his work. Now, AJ does a number of different events, whether it's corporate, whether it's going to like an Arnold Expo or it's a fitness expo. He does weddings and a lot more. And now he is in New York City working for Insider. So you guys may have seen on Facebook, like the viral videos of the one like suit uh, onesie or the Christmas tuxedos, all those viral videos and stuff, AJ has been a part of and just getting his insight and his transformation from, you know, living in Indianapolis, having clients doing what wedding videography and other things, now moving to New York City where there's so much opportunity. So AJ is a mentor of mine, someone that I look up to, someone that I can always go to and have questions, and I'm just super excited for you guys to hear his story. So enjoy, sit back, hope you guys are having a great way, uh, great start of to your week, can't speak, and enjoy this episode. Also, you can find AJ's, AJ's work, excuse me, on his Instagram. It's visuals by AJ. You can also go to his website, see some of his work. If you're looking to get inspired or look for motivation, if you're a videographer or cinematographer, uh, there's just some great content on his website as well. So you can see some of his Vimeo work there. So definitely go check that out. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Cinemania. I'm your host, Marvin Sandoval. Today, we are joined by my good friend and guest, AJ Caldwell. Did I say your last right, name right? Yeah, yeah, Caldwell, that's it. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, give us the 101 on AJ. Yeah, so I am basically a... I guess I can call myself a creative videographer, whatever it is. Um, so I'm a now a part-time freelancer, uh, working full-time at Business Insider, doing like social videos, things you see on like Facebook and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, man, just always looking for new opportunities, just looking to like shoot different stuff. Oh, word. So you just said you're now a part-time freelancer. Tell me a little bit about that. I didn't know. What, what's going on with that? Yeah, so I mean, I've I've been freelancing for like a while now, and it's always been like kind of a part time thing for me. Um, and then I was like doing sales for a while for like the last three years. So when I made my move to New York, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go like full time videographer. So like I got a real like video job, and then now just on the side, I just uh, do whatever comes my way. Like I've got. Um, a friend like out in Michigan who's like got his own business and he always hits me up for like different videos, informational stuff. So he usually just has footage, sends it over, I'll edit it. So I'll do stuff like that. Um, I work with Campus Protein. I mean, you know about them. Um, so like I do a lot of their uh, like social videos. They do some like in-house training stuff. So I'll go over there and film for them. So whatever comes my way, man, I just, you know, if I can do it, I do it. Hey, man, anything that's going to get some extra, you know, dollars in your pocket, but also just, you know, doing some extra creative side projects are always fun. I think that a lot of what you just said is like the current and the now, but bring us back. Let's let's talk about the origin story of AJ when you first started filming. Um, so you mentioned a little bit, you know, you moved from Indianapolis to New York City. Bring me back to Indy. What was life like? when AJ just started filming? What was the first time you filmed like? Oh man, dude, the first time I filmed was actually like in high school. So this is like South Bend, Indiana. So like Notre Dame area, I was in like high school. And I actually thought I wanted to be an electrical engineer. Cause like, I thought like I would create stuff. Like I would like create iPods and create like laptops and I'd be like the design idea guy. And I quickly found out that it's like, no, it's like science and math. 
And so <laughs> I had this like project in English class. And we had to do like just anything we wanted to, like we could write, we can draw. And I decided to make a video because like I was interested in like cameras and video stuff. And like we made this video about, uh, it's just like these, I forget what the book was, but it's just like uh, different topics of the book. So we use like popular songs of that time to like talk about those topics. And it was like no words and just like the music played and we would just like act out stuff. And like, it was hilarious, dude. Like it like everyone in the school loved it. It's like, this is before like YouTube and the internet was big. So like people would like watch the video like on their phones or like, I think we posted it. We posted it on YouTube, but YouTube wasn't that big. So like people were like watching on their phones and at home on their computers. And like, it was like a viral video within my high school. And I was like, yo, I love this. I love this feeling. I had fun doing that. Like, this is my calling. So I was like lucky enough to kind of find what I wanted to do like in high school before I got to college. So, I mean, from there, man, it was just like filming just random music videos of Drake songs with my friend Antoine. Like, like, <laughs> like, dude, like if I pulled up my private on YouTube, like it's probably some real embarrassing stuff, man. Like we thought we were so cool. Uh, but I mean, that just kind of grew into this, uh, like No Lens Entertainment was like our first like production company, I guess if I could call it that. And like, it was just me, my friend Antoine, eventually my friend Shaylin, and then my guy, their friend Laquan, I met him through all of them. And we would just go around and just like film random stuff. We like find artists. We worked with these like artists in Cincinnati. We like shoot music videos for them. Like we would just go out and just, just try and find things to film. And we just kept doing it more and more and more. And they slowly kind of fell off or started doing their other own thing. And it was just me and I just kept going for it. Like I was in school, I was filming projects. I was like connecting with other people. So it's just, I was always looking for like opportunities and people to work with. And then, you know, slowly as you just keep doing something, even if you feel like you're not doing much, like you'll make connections. Like my friend, Jake uh, Holt, he, uh, he was a campus protein rep like you. He knows like Tarun and Russ and Mike, the guys that like own that company. And he was like, hey, do you want to like film this thing for campus protein? It's free. But like, you'll just go out there, we'll film this thing, make this video. And like, you know, maybe it'll turn to something in the future. And I was like, sure, cool, sounds good. So like, we go to the Arnold Expo, I film this thing and like, boom, I like have a client. I've been working with them like the past like three years now. And it's just like little stuff like that. And just, I just kept filming, man. Wow, I mean, the, the thing that I really loved about your story is like, you're open to different projects and some things that I hear a lot of people saying is like you should specialize or you should just do one thing only. And personally, my philosophy on that is if you're starting as a videographer or you're looking for gigs, you should kind of be open to doing everything because you don't know what you love just yet. You should get a taste for a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I just did my first music video last week and, you know, I, I turned yeah, that way, I loved it. Sick, man. I loved it. Thanks, man. Like I had no idea how to go about it what advice would you give you know for a videographer let's say like someone who's never done a music video right and they're offered a music video gig um just as an example for someone who's never done that style what advice would you give to someone who ne maybe never done something like that yeah youtube is the best teacher youtube is like my secret weapon it's like youtube is basically a tool in my camera bag man like for real because like, so whenever true. i get a project that like i've never done before so say campus protein comes to me and they're just like yo man we want to do this video and it's got a lot of like drone work we're gonna do this we're gonna like all these things that i'm just like i've never done or i've never experienced like i'm the guy that says yes and i figure it out later and like it's super scary but like you get this like, rush of adrenaline it's like over time, like you've learned so many little tiny skills. It's like, all right, well, I just have to combine these skills that I know from this and then apply it towards like this new method or this new idea. And like you jump on YouTube and you look up stuff and you're like, how are these people doing? There's like so much information like online. And like when you make connections, you reach out to people and people have done things you haven't done before. And then give you tips and pointers and like where to look, books to read, like things like that, man. And I mean, you just, you just like seek the knowledge, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, that's what I did. So whenever I jump on a project, let's say like a music video, I just watched maybe like five hours worth of just music videos just to get yes. an idea of 
the composition when you know the artist or the talent has a solo spot you really want to like focus on them or Absolutely. if it's when they talk if they mention about like their their homies or their their crew that's when you put the crew in and it's just little things like that and youtube is such an, an amazing resource and whenever i get questions about videos editing it's like honestly the one thing that I've learned videography, like I've never taken a class in my life. It's been through YouTube and just searching on the internet. And it's such an important tool. And I can't say it enough, like use the internet. It's such an amazing resource that we have. Oh, for sure. For sure. And like one thing too, like if you, if you get a gig that you've never done, so music video, Hey man, can you shoot this music video? You've never done it before. You can say, yeah, man, send me an example of what you want. So you get an idea of like what type of music video you're making and like you go out, you search up those music videos, like, all right, well, I've got to do, you look at a video, it's like, okay, well, they're doing this and they're doing that and they're doing this and they're making this video this way. Cool. And you write that stuff down that you see in there that you want to replicate. And then you go on YouTube and you like search those things. Like, how do I do this? How do I fade this in like that? Like, how do I get this slow-mo shot? Like you just search that stuff up and like bit by bit, piece by piece, like you'll learn that information and you just start practicing it before the shoot. You know what I mean? So it's just like, oh, okay, well, he wants this like really cool slow-mo of him jumping in the pool. I don't know. And you've never done slow-mo before. It's like, all right, I'm going to set my camera up on slow-mo. I'm going to learn a bunch of stuff about it. I'm going to set my camera up. I'm going to just stage something. I'm going to film it in slow-mo. I'm going to throw it in the edit. And I'm going to see what that looks like and like what I've created. If it's not looking the way I want it to look, I'll redo it, like trial and error, test it out, see what works, what doesn't work. And I think this actually kind of leads in perfectly into my next question for you. The idea of passion projects, do you and things that are completely almost irrelevant to your craft? So let's say if you're always doing weddings, what do you think you should be doing on the side, you know, to kind of continue to fuel that passion, fuel mm -hmm. that creativity? You know, what importance do you place in passion projects? I think they're really important. And like, for me, I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to do one in like so long. And I don't mean you're going to collaborate soon. I'm like pumped about that. But, um, but yeah, so like, I think when you're like doing stuff, that's not necessarily like your idea. Like when you're online and you're going to look up like a cool video to watch and you see a cool video, like pay attention to what you're liking and be like, Hey, I think I want to do something like this. Cause like what you're watching is probably not something that you're necessarily doing all the time. You're probably watching other people's passion projects because things like that are fun to watch, man. Like there's so much content on the internet. And so when you see things that you like, it's like, all right, I want to do something like this. And you just go out and you shoot it. I think the, the other good reason to do passion projects is because that's where you experiment. That's where you take risks. Absolutely. And you can make those mistakes because, oh, and learn from them because if you're not doing something that is completely different, something that you're uncomfortable with, you're, you need room to learn and grow. And I think something that can be dangerous and exciting at the same time, but I don't always condone it, is, you know, taking experiments at gigs that you're getting paid for because that is coming out of your client's pocket. And you want to do things on the side where you're like, this is tested, tried. I know how to do this. For sure. And that's where you can really learn and grow from passion projects. Absolutely, um, man. What was your first gig like? Tell me about the first paid gig that you got where you're like, whoa, I'm getting paid. <laughs> whoa, my first paid gig. Oh, man. Oh, my first paid gig. I've never even seen the video that came <laughs> out of it. Yo, it's so, it's such a funny story. So, like I told you, I had like this No Lids Entertainment group, like me and my friends back in the day. My, my boy Shaylin, yo, he was like, this dude could find jobs. Like, it was great. And he found this, like, accountant guy, and he wanted to create, like, these, uh, like, these, like, online training videos for his website. And so, like, I was kind of, like, I guess the mastermind behind, like, No Lens, because, like, I was, like, literally in school for this stuff. So, like, I knew about the cameras and this and that. So, like, we are on shoots. I was kind of, like, the gear guy, like, how to set it up. And, like, I would teach them, and, like, they were just learning through me as well. But, like, Shaylin was really good at editing, too. So, like, Shaylin was, like, editing this project and sending it to the client. And so, 
we uh we like we went to his like uh i think his grandpa's house his grandpa had like this dummy mansion like it was real nice and, like he shows up we up to the basement we put up like this white backdrop we get it get it all lit up we get our little dslr cameras out like we're filming this dude like it's looking real good and like while i was there i was like wow this dude's legit like giving us money to do this right now and i'm like 18 years old this is so weird <laughs> Like the, the whole time I was like, I hope I don't mess up this video. Like I was like, yo, did we hit record? Like every five seconds, I was like, did I hit record? I don't remember. Oh no. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, just double checking the camera, double checking like every little detail. Like, yo, is he overexposed? Like, oh crap, am I messing the shot up? I was like, do I think this looks good? But when I put it in the computer, it's gonna be bad. I was I was like second guessing myself like real hard the whole time. But like I never, <laughs> I never seen the video, but from what I understand, the guy liked it, like he loved it. Shaylin edited it, sent it off to the dude. The dude thought it was good, and I just, I guess I've just never seen this thing, dude. But it was, it was definitely like a very, like, uh, uh, like a, it's just like it felt so much pressure, like during that. I'm not gonna lie, there have been cases where I remember I was filming a a football event. And I had my drone up in the air, but I was the only camera guy there. So I was manning my DSLR and then I had a drone in the air. And I remember like I had the DSLR recording and then I'm mm -hmm. focusing on the drone and I have all the football players running out and the drones chasing them. I'm like, yo, this is going to be the most fire, <laughs> fire piece of footage. I go in post-production, I upload all my footage and I look at my drone and I'm like, where the hell? is all of the drone footage. Luckily, I had enough footage of the like football players running onto the field with my camera, mm -hmm. but you have to double check and <laughs> check yeah, all your stuff. For real. <laughs> so at what point did you realize like, whoa, I'm really ta like, talented. Like when was that like self-realization where you're just like, I think I can make a living or I, I can go far with this. When was that moment where you're like, whoa, I could really Yo. take this far. Yeah, that moment was probably last year, man, honestly. Because, like, that was, like, the first year I, like, I actually gave, like, this freelance thing, like, real effort. You know what I mean? Because, like, before it's just, like, oh, if I get a gig, that's cool. And, like, luckily, like, I'm a pretty outgoing, friendly guy. So, like, I would just meet people. People knew what I did. And so I would just get a lot of stuff through, like, word of mouth and, like, through friends and, like, things like that. But then it's like last year, I was like, you know what? I'm just really going to try. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to like try and book my own gigs. And I started with like doing a lot of wedding stuff. So like last year was like the first year, like I did, I think I did like eight or 10, I don't even remember, like eight or 10 weddings. So I was like doing basically like almost two a month up until I think September. Cause then like obviously I was moving to New York. So like I'm not booking anything else. I got to focus on that. And so I was doing about two weddings a month up until then. And it's just like, yo, like this word of mouth thing is like taking off. Like people are like recommending me. People are like, like brides would like message me back. Like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. People are like commenting on like the videos that I was posting. My friends were like reaching out. People from like high school, middle school were like commenting on stuff. Like, yo, you're so good, dude. I remember like that video in like high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, whoa, like I'm actually good. Like, this is weird. Like I showed a video to like, like my girlfriend's mom watched one of my videos and she was like, she was impressed. And I was like, yo, I think I'm actually good. You know what I mean? And then like, yeah. I would look at the stuff I would do for like, cause mostly, most of what I was doing, like corporate stuff, like you don't really, that doesn't get posted online and shared cause it's not really interesting. It's like training or just like them advertising something. You know what I mean? And like, when your friends are like, oh, this is so cool. You only think like, well, you're my friend. Obviously you think it's cool. But then when you like post something that's actually shareable and watchable and interesting to watch and people like actually like it, it gives you like this new validation. It's like, wow, I'm actually good. I'm actually talented. And people will like DM me and ask me questions like, hey, I really like this. How'd you do that? And like, I would just join these Facebook groups, post stuff and ask for feedback. And people would like compliment things. And I was like, whoa, like, and I'm really, really hard on myself about my work. So it's like, I'll do something. But I'd be like, yo, this sucks. Like, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way where you're like editing something for like 30 days and you look at it, it's like, dang, I've seen this so many times, I hate it. And then yeah. everyone else loves it, you know? And like, I'm just like constantly in the state of like, wow, this sucks. But I've already spent a month on it. So this is the final video. You know what I mean? And like, 
I don't know, man. Like it, it's just weird how when other you get you get a fresh pair of eyes on your work for the first time and people start commenting and like noticing the little details you've put in the video that you kind of forgot about. It's like basic to you. It's like, oh yeah, obviously I did that. But other people are like, wow, you really thought about like that audio transition and like moving in and like it's really sectioned and like this is really good. It's like, yeah, that's basic, but like they can point it out and pick it out and they like it. It's like, wow, I think I might be good, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, that's the curse. Uh, I I was just talking, uh, I forget to who about this, but like the curse of the artist is that you know, we're perfectionists in the sense that we're never satisfied. We always, we, we know everything about our video inside and now, whether it's just this little, little thing that we notice that nobody's going to notice. Yeah. Um, that like either bugs us or this color is not just right or this audio is not perfect. It's, it's the little things. But when you hear from other people, it's just more validation. It's like, you know what? I, I need to stop beating myself up so much on these little things or, the biggest, the hardest thing is comparing yourself to other amazingly talented videographers. And I Absolutely. think that's, that's a thing, like, we, we take a lot of inspiration. We have a lot of people that we look up to. But you have to be proud of how far you've come mm-hmm. and look back and think about further ways to improve yourself. What are yeah, you currently? I, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Like, I've been doing a lot of looking back. I've noticed, like, towards the end of last year, I was like, I would like watch my videos and I'd like go like scrummage up something from my hard drive from like two, three years ago. And I'd watch it, but like, damn, I did get better. Cause like, you don't notice your progress until you compare it against like where you were, you know? And like, it's, it's easy to get caught up in like, I just need a better camera. I just need a better this. I need a better that. And like some of the videos I was watching, I was like, yo, I had the same camera for this shoot that I did for that one. And, like, this video is so much better. Like, there's so many new elements that I've added into it. There's so many new editing techniques that I know now that I didn't know before. And, like, you know, you learn something and you do too much of it. It's like, oh, I learned color correction. And everything's, like, freaking orange because you learned how to add, like, warm tones to the footage. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, oh, this is too orange. I'm going to tone this down and, like, subtle changes. And, like, wow, this looks a lot better. And it's like, oh, I'm going to start shooting flat because when I shoot flat, like, I get more dynamic range in my 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 uh, color correction. Like, you just learn these little tricks and things. And, like, you don't notice it between, like, video to video. But, like, from, like, year to year and month to month, it's, like, big, drastic changes. And, like, you can really start appreciating and seeing your project, your progress. It's funny because, like, I'll go on my time hop and it'll post a video that I posted like a year ago. Yeah. And when I posted that video on Instagram, I was so hyped about it. I was like, this is amazing. I'm so talented, so gifted, like I'm excited. And I, I'm looking at it now, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, I mean, I bet I was proud of it in that moment and I was so excited, but sure. I just compare and I'm like, geez. Yeah, you're like, I've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, I used to think that was good. And like, what's really exciting with videography is the bar is constantly being like reset. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it keeps moving higher and higher. Cause like, as like higher end cameras and like equipment starts to drop in price, it becomes more accessible for like creatives to like get our hands on it and use it and try it out. And like, it just takes our, our craft to like a whole new level, man. And it's just, it's just, I'm a, I'm a tech head, you know, I'm a technique. I can go for days about it. But it's just so cool how you can, like, get your hands on, like, these, like, really nice cameras and, like, these sliders and gimbals and things like that. They just become accessible. And it's like you can do things you couldn't do before that you've probably wanted to do, you know? And it just, it just takes your production value up so much. Now, since we're talking tech now, what, are you, what tech are you currently obsessed with? What is something that you see on the market and you're like, damn that's really cool i want it or like damn that's just something that you're just like really fascinated by in the tactics i'm currently drooling over the panasonic evo one man like have you seen that no what is it yo it's panasonic's new um uh video camera it's basically a i want to say it's like their it's kind of like a cinema camera for like the masses basically it's under 8k it's like 7500 bucks i think but like the specs on this thing for under 8K are absolutely ridiculous. Like it's got features that like a camera you'd expect to pay like $1,200, $1,500 for. Like it's got 4K internal. 
Um, I want to say it's 422. Um, it's a 5.7K sensor. It's got 10-bit color space. Like, it's just got so many features, man. It's got dual native ISO. So, like, it's way better in low light. It's, uh, they're not using micro four-thirds on it like they are the GH4 and GH5, which makes me so happy. So, it's like a Canon mount. It's EF mount, so you can put Canon glass on. Like, it's just like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's such a great camera. And, like, I've seen some images from it when it came out. And like, yo, when it, they announced it, I was like grueling and waiting for footage. And like, I'm in this like Panasonic Evo One like Facebook group and people will post like footage that they're getting from it. And the footage looks really good. Like it's not as good as I thought it was gonna be, but it's ah, it's still beautiful. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, this thing is good. Like, I love it. I want one so bad. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't do gigs that require a camera of that magnitude that often. So for me, it's like, something I'd rent for the job instead of like having in my bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm damn dude. It's like the features, like it literally checks off every single box of features that I want my camera to have. So it's like, I'm going to have to purchase it at some point in time, man. I just, ah, it's so good. And what are you currently (laughs) shooting on right now? Like what, what is your go-to camera setup? Dude, I'm surprised by this, but my go-to is the uh, Sony a6500. Like, I really love how small it is and how great of an image I get out of it. Like, whenever I need something that does more, I'll just rent it. But, like, for my day-to-day, like, gig-to-gig, like, just for, like, the training videos and things like that that I'm usually doing, dude, it's a beast. I freaking love it. Like, it it just performs so well for everything I need it to do. I think something that a lot of beginner videographers or photographers have this issue or not even an issue. It's something that I get asked a lot. It's when is it the best time to upgrade? You know, when should I be spending this exuberant amount of money on glass, on camera equipment? And I remember it took me about two years to like upgrade, but now I've gone to a point where like I can make the money back. When do you think Absolutely. is the appropriate, or how much amount of time do you think someone should spend on their basic kit until it's time to upgrade? Yeah, I think, so when you've got like your starter kit, whatever you're starting with, um, I think like you learn the crap out of that camera. Like you need to learn that camera so well that you're getting the best possible image out of that thing and people are paying you money for the image that you're getting out of that camera so say you're rocking a canon i don't know like t6i dude like just like something like super cheap super basic but you can still get a really good image out of that and you do gigs you're getting paid for it once you've like maxed out what you can do with that thing and you're making money you have to you have to take a look at like all right well what am i you have to do like you know math you know like well how much can i get if i upgrade my camera like what would i be able to charge people how often am I booking gigs? What am I charging now? And you kind of have to do like, what's my payoff? You know, I, I'm projecting, I, I can make about X amount of dollars in the next year. This camera costs just about that much. I mean, go for it. I mean, it, it, it takes money to make money, you know, in this business. But at the same time, it's like, if you're getting a great image out of what you have, like for me, I'd love the Panasonic even one. It's not a smart decision for me to purchase it right now because I get a beautiful image out of my A6500 Whenever I need a better camera, I go rent a Canon C100 or whatever else I need. You know what I mean? And I charge that cost to the client. It's no extra money out of my pocket. And I go film. I get the image. I get the features that I need. And I make a great video. But, like, if I'm booking things, like, all the time that require that camera, then, yeah, I'm going to go buy it. I'm going to go pay cash for it and charge a little bit more probably what I would charge if I was renting it. So about the same, I guess I would just make my money back on that camera. Mm. And now what, what trends are you seeing in videography right now or camera equipment? You know, I, I see like, like you mentioned earlier there, the, the bar is being raised in videography. Mm-hmm. Uh, what trends are you spotting that, you know, maybe popular right now? So I think a lot of people are going for, uh just these smaller compact cameras because like smaller cameras are getting a lot more features like for me i never thought i would be happy with the a6500 for this long i thought i was going to have it for a few months upgrade to like a big old dedicated video camera but like it does everything i needed to do so i think 
one trend we're seeing is people sticking with like the DSLR lines, mirrorless cameras, um, just for way longer. And like, in some cases, just buying more of them. You know what I mean? Cause I think the portability allows us like a new, a new way to tell stories. It's like, you've got this big video camera. Like there's some limitations you have with a heavy, clunky, big thing that you, you can't do when you, when you have something that big, like you can carry around a smaller camera longer. You can take it places and just be a creative. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going out shopping in Manhattan, I can take this camera with me and I can get shots of just random stuff and I can throw together like a cool thing for Instagram or YouTube or whatever I want. But if I own like a big old like video camera, like a C100 or an FS5, I'm not going to take that thing out the house and just randomly shoot. You know what I mean? Like I need a reason to, to, to put that thing together and go out and film. Mm-hmm. So I think we're just seeing a trend of people just like being creative in their everyday life now. Cause like you'll get on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. And like, I'm just seeing people I used to know, like from back in the day that had zero interest in photo and video posting dope videos. Oh, I'm like, yo, when did you become a videographer? <laughs> like, this dude I met, like, I like, I was just like a friend of a friend, and this video popped up on my uh, Facebook the other day, and I was watching it, and I looked at who posted it, and I was like, oh, this is a cool video that he posted. And then I looked at the video, I was like, that's him in the video, and I read the like descriptions, like, oh, shout out to Hertz for sending me to Europe. I was like, yo, when did you pick up the camera? You know what I mean? Like, it's just becoming like so accessible that anybody can do it. I think that's just great, man. You know. No, I think, like, one wave that I'm seeing is, like, everybody is, like, starting to get into the arts, which is really exciting. Like, I see so many new photographers, so many new videographers. And like you said, like, access is everywhere. Like, I tell people, like, you don't have to spend a crazy amount of money on a camera. Use your phone. Like, the amount of things that you can do with an iPhone, like, pictures, like, quality-wise, it's amazing. And to me, it's, like whoa, like, we're we're starting to get into this wave of, like, a, a creative space where everybody wants to be content creators, and it's creating, like, this whole new job market. I mean, you work for Insider Magazine. Like, tell, tell me a little bit about that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. Like, what's funny is, like, when I was moved to New York, I didn't know exactly, like, what area of videography I wanted to be doing, because, like, there's so much stuff you can do with video now. Like, my job did not exist when I was in college, which is hilarious to me. So it's like, oh, well, do I want to get in like, you know, commercials, which I thought like for the longest time, like I want to do commercial work, content creation for big companies. Like I always thought like, that's what I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be happiest doing. Um, I knew I didn't want to go into TV or movies because like, just not my thing. You know, like I've I kind of experienced that a little bit in college. and I know kind of how the industry works and it's just, it doesn't fit the way I like to work. But I saw this like internship at Mashable and I was like, all right, well, this is a cool way for me to kind of try out this social video thing. Cause I've done an internship doing like production work for like companies, like an, like a, like a basically like an ad agency, a marketing agency. So I've tried that and I know I like it. It's like, you know what? I'm going to try this thing out. So I did that. And at Mashable, I was like, yo, this is actually really fun. Like I'm constantly working on something different. Like nothing's ever the same. And that's just kind of how my brain works. I don't like to do the same thing over and over and over again. And so I was like, this is really fun. And so I applied for this job at Insider. I got the job and I was like, yo, it, it's it's just so cool. Cause like we get to go to like different places, like different uh, uh, like restaurants and businesses. And we'll just go in there and we'll like film, we'll learn people's stories. Like we did this video on um, popular jewelry, like this lady, Eva, uh, ASAP Eva is actually her name. And she like uh, came to America from Macau and started this jewelry company and like big name, like rappers and artists go there to get jewelry from her. And like, we got to learn her story and we got to tell her story and we got to like go in her shop and like see her jewelry and like do all this stuff. And it's like, you just get a really cool perspective um on different people's lives and different businesses and like how things work that I otherwise would not have gotten if I didn't take this job because like when I freelance it's like hi this is this company they want to promote this but then like when I'm at Insider it's like hey this is a really cool thing I could tell this story post it on Facebook and people would be really interested in this and so it's just like almost this like just like just getting to know people 
and, and getting to know like what their goals are and like what their business does and like kind of diving deeper into stuff. And it's just super cool to tell that story in just a shorter format. And how do you guys determine like which places are the places you guys want to target? Um, I mean, it really just based on like, it's got to be like, interesting, you know, it's got to be a really visual story. So if it's something that someone would watch on Facebook, I mean, we're going to do it. You know what I mean? So like, you know, just kind of look up something like, uh, I mean, like what you see on like Buzzfeed or like now this, like you're just scrolling and it's just like an interesting topic and you stop for a second and you're like, I want to watch this story. Like this content looks like it's interesting or it's good or whatever it is. So we just search for things that are interesting, like content that people would relate to or people want to know about. And we just tell that story. What has been one of your favorite pieces that you've been able to work on? Yeah, I did this video about um, uh, Kid Stance. It's this uh, company that does um, like, they mod these toy cars. Like, you know, like those like electric kid ride on cars like oh i have like a jeep and it's this little battery powered jeep that goes two miles an hour and i bought it for my kid like those things like they take them they'll like lower them they'll put them on bags so like they've got like hydraulic space you know like pop up pop down they'll put radios in them lights all this stuff and like i sent an email just like reaching out to them saying hey i think this is interesting i'd love to tell this story and like i just I just had like really good conversations and like we were just very personable and like I just got to know um Denver and Victoria the people that own uh Kid Stance like a little better and it was just like cool like learning about people and then telling their story like it it was just so much fun because like I was so involved with that from like start to finish because I was the guy that like reached out I wrote the script I found the footage I asked them for like you know what I mean like it was just like it was like a, a different experience for me because like I didn't actually physically go to there in Florida. I didn't go to Florida to film the story. I took like videos that they had posted online and they sent me things, and I just cut a story from that. And like it was just like a very interesting uh, and creative way to tell that story. So you were a part of one of the videos on Insider where it's the. It's the the hoodie or the hoodie that you can sleep in. What was it? Uh, the tuxie, yeah. Yeah, could you? What was it like to see that video go viral? Like, I I remember when it first came out, and then it was getting like millions of views. Was it weird, like seeing yourself in a video go viral? It was. It was a very interesting uh, <laughs> experience. So, like, I feel like I got a taste of how like the virality of the internet works. So, like. I'm in the video, right? So immediately, like, my immediate friends see it, and they're, like, hitting me up, like, yo, this is hilarious, like, you're in this. And then the next day, it's, like, friends from college. And, like, people from college, like, yo, is this you? I'm, like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and then like, literally the next day, it's, like, friends from high school. It's, like, yo, this is AJ. People, are, like, tagging me as if I, I didn't know I was in the video. It's, like, yo, this is AJ. Check it out, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, all right, well, I hit my high school network. And then the day after that, it hit my, like, middle school that was, like, people I went to middle school with are, like, commenting, like, yo, is this you? And I'm, like, yeah, that's me. Like, (laughs) you see it trickle down and how it, like, reached the end of the earth, dude. And then the next day, like, it reached my girlfriend's network. And my girlfriend's, like, best friend, like, texted her. And she was, like, is this AJ? This video is posted, like, on my friend's page. And she was, like, yeah, that's him. So, like, it's just, it was just, like, very interesting to see, like, who saw it when. You know, opposed to like, oh, this is my face that millions of people have seen. You know, it was more like, dang, like this is how the internet works. Like it just reaches the closest people and then it kind of just spreads out from there, like to just the deepest parts of your network. It sounds like insider, like your you're just your story like has changed your life dramatically. And talk a little bit about, you know, I, I'm interested in hearing this too. Like, how's your life changed? since you moved from Indy to New York City because you've had so many opportunities in New York and you're doing all these amazing things. You're involved with like a viral network basically and being involved with Campus Protein and everything. Like how has your life been since Indy to New York? Man, it's it's like almost a complete 180. I will say I, I was way more busy in Indiana. I'll say that. So when I was in Indiana, I was like, uh, I was a sales rep and then I was like freelancing and doing like stuff on the side for myself. 
So I, I was very, because like I didn't work at an actual, like my main job wasn't an actual like video production thing. I was very insecure about calling myself like a videographer, you know? And it's like, I felt like I had to do these side gigs and continue to do that and, and develop my craft to feel like I could validate myself as a cinematographer, as a videographer, as a creative. Cause like for almost 50 hours a week, I was like selling phones in a store. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, yo, after I leave this shift, I need to go home and make a video. So I was constantly looking for opportunity and I was like always working on something. Every time I finished a project, I had another project to like get started on. And like, I would stay up to like one, two in the morning. Like I really didn't go out. I didn't do anything. Like I didn't do a lot of like fun things. I didn't chill. I didn't watch a lot of Netflix or TV. It's like, I'm literally always working because I need to validate to myself that I am a creative, that I can do this and that I am a videographer. And then when I got to New York, I was like, when I decided I was moving to New York, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm working in my industry. Like I'm not doing sales anymore. I'm not just freelancing. And I was like, you know what? I'm either going to just freelance all the time. Or I'm going to get a job. I'm going to try to work in the industry as a job. If I don't like it, I'm just going to freelance all the time. And so when I moved here, obviously I told you earlier, like, you know, I applied and, you know, I tried it out and like, I really love working like for Insider. And so like, now that I'm like, my job is video, like I find myself like not needing to like come home and edit for hours on end on my computer and constantly search for new work. So it's like, I feel like I've got more like free time. So I think right now I'm like enjoying my free time and my relaxed time. It's like, I can go to work. I can scratch that video editing bug and like, I can come home and I can chill for an hour or two. I can watch some Netflix. I can jump on YouTube. And like, I still have some things I do. Like I'm subtitling some videos for clients. So like, I'll do that. And like, sometimes I'll like go film stuff for like Campus Protein, but like, I'm not like actively searching for like a million gigs at once. Right now I'm just letting the gigs come to me. But I think like once it starts warming up and it gets nicer outside, I think like I'm going to hit it hard again. And I'm just going to start like, freelancing and like going out and just doing more stuff on the weekend and just being more of a creative and like be able to create my own content because before it's like I need to create content for other people while I was in Indiana because I was trying to validate my videographer status but now that like I feel like I'm in the industry now so it's like cool I am a videographer no matter what anyone says so I can come to work I can work my butt off I can come home I can chill you know, and I can edit here and there. Like, I don't have to be as intense as I was. And it just, oh, it feels so freeing, man. I'd love to hear you talk about, what, why New York, you know? You, you mentioned, you know, just like validating yourself. You're working hard, you're grinding, and then you're going to New York. But what was it? Why New York? Why? I, I think that there are two places right now. And the people that I've talked to before, they're like L.A. or mm -hmm. New York. Why was yes. New York the one place that you were like, I need to go there? I'm going to crush it there. What, what was it that drew you to New York? So I think there's three things. So thing one, I have, my dad's from LA. So like I've got family out there and my, my goal after college is like the day after I graduate, I'm jumping on a plane and I'm going to LA. And so I didn't do that. Obviously, like I actually had planned to move to LA like almost two years, two or three years ago now. And I, I had a roommate I was going to live with. I went out there, I was searching for apartments. But I had this like gut feeling like, don't do this. Now is not the time. And so I didn't move to LA at that time. And I stayed in Indiana. I kept doing my thing. And then I was thinking about, um, you know, moving somewhere else. And I was looking at Florida, North Carolina, just like places where videography was, uh, there was a lot of gigs. And I was looking up like on Production Hub and like just websites like that for like videographers. And there's like a lot of stuff in Florida. I saw a lot of stuff in North Carolina, a lot of stuff in New York. And so my girlfriend like lives in New York. We met in college and we worked together for a while. She moved to New York and we kind of reconnected. And I was like, all right, well, maybe this is a sign. So like, she's like reason two. And then reason three is the opportunity in New York. So it's like, well, I, I, I can't go to LA because there's just something telling me not to do that. There's so much opportunity. Like when you go and look up like video stuff in New York, it's like pages, man. It'll break the internet. There's so much stuff here. It's like impossible for a videographer to come to New York and not have anything to do. You know what I mean? Like if you have a brain and you're actually determined, you will find work here because there's so much opportunity. And so I think it was just like, it was just those three factors, man. It's like New York is the spot for me to be. Like, I feel like I'm being called to New York. 
and I have to answer that call. Wow, man. It, it's, it's amazing when life kind of like works its way out. I mean, my mom always just told me like, when, when something's right, you will know, like when things yeah. fall into place, you kind of identify it and you're like, I need to execute on this and I need to go through with it. And then another thing is following your gut, you know, Absolutely. when you feel it inside and it's just like, there's, there's just something telling me that I need to go and do this. It's going to be worth it. Whether things work out or not, it's the experience and you learn so much from it. And, you know, it's amazing to hear how like you've fallen into New York and everything's been working out. What's something that you've learned so far about yourself moving to New York? Oh, man, I think so. I've learned being here, man. I just learned that I am actually knowledgeable with this stuff. Like when it's just you all the time and like you're freelancing and this goes out to like anybody out there that's just like, oh, it's just me. I'm a one man team. Like I film stuff, but like you don't feel like you're a videographer. You don't feel like you're knowledgeable or like, you know, things or you're good enough or you're good enough at your craft. Even like that was me, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm not good enough. And when I got out here and I started like working at insider and like talking to other people, it's like, wow, I have knowledge that like other people don't necessarily have. It's like, yo, I know how to do this thing and I can go there and do it and I can teach other people. And so I, I've, I've just learned that like, Hey, I know, like, I am a videographer. Like, I know this stuff. I can teach this stuff to someone who's starting out. Like, I actually have, like, credit. Like, I, 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 I have the ability to, to, like, do really cool things behind the camera and in the edit room. And, like, you can't, it's hard to see that when it's just you, but when you've got a team of people that like will look onto your stuff and like compliment you and even push you like, Hey, you should do this differently. And I'm like, Oh, I never thought about that, but I know how to do it differently. It's like, wow. I actually, like, I have this now. Like I know this stuff. It's, it's just crazy, man. Like I just thought like, Oh, I'm just like this decent videographer. It's like, no, like I'm actually good. You know? No. And I, I, and I've never even thought about that until you brought it up. Like, you're so often working on your own. You're you're the main videographer. You're the main editor. You're you're developing the idea, the story, everything. And then once you get to a position like just like yourself, like I work in communications for a college. Nobody yeah. does what I do, and they all see my work and they all love it. And I'm like, whoa. Like like you said, like I've always kind of like had self doubt, but when you get validation, where your peers are complimenting you and they're like, this is amazing. You're like, maybe yeah. I'm better at this than I give myself Absolutely. credit because yeah, you're so hard on yourself. Yeah. And when you get that confidence, like you'll like, you'll notice your work gets so much better. Cause it's like, wow, I'm actually good. That's weird. You just want to continue to push. Yeah, you just want to get better. It's like, wow, this is good, but I want to make this better. And then you get into that thing where it's like, nothing's ever good enough. You know what I mean? It's just like, whether you show your work, you're like, this is amazing, you know? What's one thing you want to work on this year? Oh, man. One thing I want to work on as far as like a skill or like... A skill in videography or photography. Like like something that you're just like, I could get just a little bit better in this. Like whether it's editing or whether you're actually filming. What's something that you're trying to get better at? Well, I know one of my goals this year is to like start taking pictures and like learning how to edit pictures. So like I always tell people like, yeah, I'm a videographer, but I'm not much a photographer. Like I really feel like it's a, there's a big difference there. Cause like for video, it's all about like movement and like uh, uh, it's how things like work for me. It's like how things work together with the motion of the camera. So whether the camera's moving or my subject is moving or how I have this framed, you know what I mean? There's always some sort of movement with videography. And like, I think photography is all about capturing that moment in one frame, you know what I mean? So like for me, I struggle capturing that moment in one frame and then throwing it in like Lightroom and editing it and making it look good. Like I've tried, I've done stuff. I've never been in love with it. And it's like, I'm just gonna stick to videography for now. But I think mm -hmm. this year, like, especially since I'm in New York and I love like architecture footage. I like, I love seeing like different perspective of buildings and things like that. So like one thing I want to do is like, just go out in the city, take more pictures, 
and just get in Lightroom and just make terrible things and learn from my mistakes. So I think it's just like a matter of like doing it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like you said, photography and videography, people often think that, oh, if you do video, you could do photo. And it's like you said, you only have one shot when it comes to a photo to tell a story. And when you have a subject, you're moving, like everything you said, but with a photo, you have one shot. And for me, I was super uncomfortable. Last summer, I took maybe like four photos and I was like, I'm going to try photography. And I just got discouraged because it's so hard. Um, (laughs) I don't think photographers get enough cred because like to make one picture look fantastic, you spend like an exuberant amount of time just obsessing about every detail. You're like, oh, this part is not, it's just like so time consuming because you only have one shot. Yep. And I've just been like practicing and practicing and practicing. And I'm like, whoa, like, I'm actually getting like pretty decent at photography. And the thing is, you just have to, all the best, all the greats, whether we're talking about the NBA or if we're talking about photography and videography or even in business, are obsessive about their craft. You just have to be a little bit crazy to be better than the rest. And like you said, you worked 50 hours a week and then stayed up until one or two in the morning. But that's what it takes to be great that's what it takes to go to insider and have other people compliment your work you just have to be willing to sacrifice (laughs) a lot of your time to get somewhere yo i didn't know (laughs) yeah i didn't like this is how i know like i was probably working too much like i could not relate to any netflix memes on the internet for like the last like two three years because like i was just always working so like I'd be like, dang, like I don't even know what's going on in like the entertainment world and like what normal people do. <laughs> These spurts, like when I didn't have like, I was, oh wow, I don't have a gig for like the next two weeks, and I would binge like crazy or just like shows and try and catch up and like understand what people were doing. You know what I mean? Like I didn't jump on Stranger Things until like season two was almost out, and I was like, oh, I should probably like try this because everyone's talking about it at Nashville right now. And so, like, yo, and uh, Game of Thrones, dude, I didn't even watch that. Because, like, I'm always working. I like, I don't have time to, like, watch a show for an hour. Like, I need to be behind this computer editing, like, until my eyes are bleeding. You know what I mean? It's like, I just need to be working, and I need to get better. I'm not there yet. And it's just like, you know, you just, you say, I got to give up things to, like, get where you want to be. And when you get there, you can chill. Like, for me, it's like, wow, I've reached a new milestone. Like I'm in my industry, I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna enjoy it. So like for me, I'm gonna enjoy it until it's relatively warm outside, and I'm gonna go hard again. I'm gonna reach. I'm gonna set new goals and hit a new milestone. You know what I mean? It's just like you just gotta put in the effort and the work, and just know that like nothing is pointless. You know what I mean? Like you'll get there. What's inspiring you? Like whether it's a TV show or a movie, that kind of like you just like see a lot of yourself in or some it doesn't even have to be motivating just something that like inspires you to like do more or create more art whenever i see it's social content man whenever i see someone just like consistently like your stuff even like things that you like when people are consistently posting and creating for like instagram or facebook i'm just like yo like i want to be doing that like i want to have you know enough uh, uh, I want to have the audacity to take my camera out in all these places and just film what I'm doing or like just tell a story or just be creative all the time. You know what I mean? And just be willing to like throw Netflix in the trash and like throw all these things I want to do out and sit behind that screen and get and get creative and like just edit more and just do more and just have more fun and do things for myself more. You know, when I see people just doing stuff, not for, for money or for the views or for the likes but because they truly enjoy it. It's just like, yo, I'm trying to get there. Like, I want to do that. Like, I want to just feel inspired all the time. Yeah, man. I mean, like, so many people complain about, like, Instagram algorithms and not getting as many views or likes. But like you said, if you truly love it, then that you're winning. Like, in the end, you can't validate greatness. It's just something that you are. And if you're constantly going out there, putting work out there, it, it works out somehow in the end. Positive. It, it always works out positively. And I've been so fortunate where like, I've just been posting so much where I get that recognition or I'll get a DM where it's like, hey, I'm looking for a photographer or I'm looking for a videographer. 
Yeah. You just have to be consistent and believe in yourself and just love the craft. Absolutely. Now, what piece of advice would you give to an upcoming videographer or a photographer, someone that's looking to, you know, make some money or just, you know, jump in? Because with the arts, I think it's 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 in an interesting place right now because we are leaving the era where people who would laugh at you for being a video creator or a photo creator, now people are starting to get recognition because with content creation as creatives, it's Absolutely. opening this whole new marketplace. And I think that's why a lot more people are starting to jump in, whether it's video, uh, audio, photo, visual, whatever. People are starting to dive in because they're seeing that there is this need in the market. What advice would you give someone who's trying to, you know, jump in? Yo, I hit them with the Nike line, man. Just do it. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of picking up a camera and just doing it. Film something. Like, like honestly, rip off and duplicate is probably the best advice I can give anyone. If you see something you like on the internet, literally go copy it. You know what I mean? Because that's where you learn. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you've never made a piece of content in your life and you watch a Sam Calder video, you're like, yo, that's sick. I want to do it. Go copy it frame for frame. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? And post it. Like, at that point, you have no followers. You just have friends and family that's going to watch it. And when you post it, you're going to be like, yo, this is so cool. I did this. Like, you're going to feel confident. You're going to feel better that the, about the fact that you actually created something. You know what I mean? And then from there, as you just find people who, people who have styles you like, you just continue to like rip off and duplicate and you'll find your own rhythm. You'll, you'll find your own way to tell the story. And I mean, you just, you just got to be consistent too, man, just consistency. So it's just like, find something you like, give it a go, try it out and just keep doing it. Cause like in the beginning, you're going to suck. You're going to make mistakes, but like, it's just part of the process. Like I've been doing, I've been in videography for, I don't know, man, maybe eight years now I want to say. And like, I still make mistakes. I still do stupid stuff. I'm like, dang, I should have did that. Or I should have filmed it this way. Or I should have did this way. Or I should have not even did this concept and completely went a different direction. You know what I mean? It's like, you just learn from that stuff. And like, you're never going to get to a point where it's like, everything I do is great. Everything I do is perfect. But you just have to understand like the process is like, you learn through your failures and you learn through your trial. And you just, you just have to do it. Like whether it's with a phone camera with a friend's camera with whatever it is. It's not about the gear, man. And people say all the time, it's not about the gear. It's not about the gear. And it's, it really isn't. You know what I mean? You just, whatever you see in your mind's eye, just do your best to create it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun. You have to love the journey. Like, like Absolutely. you said, you're, you're going to suck for a very long, very long time. Yes. <laughs> and it's, you have to be okay with knocking discouraged. I mean, People will cheer you on. People will laugh, but you just have to be willing to practice and practice and practice and practice yeah. and practice and practice. Yeah, and then Get eventually, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that's <you're> just, <laughs> just practicing. Obsess. Find people that you love their style. And mm -hmm. recreate it. And eventually you're going to get your own style and you're going to start seeing things in your own way. And then Absolutely. it becomes instinctively like sometimes like tonight I'm filming like a fashion show. I've never done one, but I know once I get there, I'll, I'll, I'll feel it. You'll, you'll yeah. have your camera in your hand and you're like, I know what parts I want to get. I see the models walking up and down. I'm going to make this look badass. And it's like you said, you take pieces of what you've learned in the past and projects you've done yep. before, and you just pull it together and you just give it a spin and you give it a go. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, it's just bits and pieces. Like the more you do, the more you learn. And as you do more jobs, you can combine those skills. It's like, oh, well, I did slow-mo in this video. I had to color correct footage in this video. I had to do these like you know, text overlays in this video, and I've got this new gig. It requires all of those things, and I'm taking what I've learned from these little small gigs or these small projects or these these things I've just practiced on the side, and I'm putting them all to use at once in this video. And, like, the first time you make a video that applies, like, a bunch of little things you've learned, you're just going to be like, dang, this is really good. And then a year later, you're going to be like, dang, that sucks. 
I'm so much better. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you just have to like, you, I mean, you just got to do it, man. You just, you just got to try new stuff and just do your best. And it doesn't matter if you love it or hate it or if it's good or everyone else hates it, man. It's just, it's all a learning process and it's all just fun. Like, you can't forget to have fun with what you're doing. Like, I do boring corporate stuff all the time. But it's like, yo, like, I'm behind the camera. Like, if I'm pressing record on a camera, I'm happy. I'm smiling. I don't care if this dude's talking for two hours about dividends and, like, return on investment and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's like, I'm behind the camera. This is great. And you just have to have that mentality. You have to have that attitude. And one thing that I'm starting to realize, it's like, like you said, you're behind the camera. You're doing what you love. And don't get caught up always, you know, in the dollar amount. Like, just remember that you're getting paid to film like put that in perspective like you as a human like i remember like working in high school like it always like humbles me like i think about when i was in high school getting paid 725 an hour to bag or i remember i slaved like 15 hours shoveling like snow during her uh what was it um we had a snowstorm named Nemo a couple of years ago and we got like 20 inches of snow and I stayed all night, like from t- 10 PM till 4 PM the next day. Wow. Shoveling snow. And I think about that whole night I got paid like 200 bucks. And to me, that was like a fortune. And it yeah. always puts me back into perspective, like whatever amount that I'm getting paid, I'm getting paid to do what I love. Absolutely. The fact that that's even an opportunity in this Absolutely. life it, is amazing absolutely now what's 2018 looking like for you man oh man 2018 is going to be filled with lots of creative stuff man so i've got i've got some ideas so right now i'm taking my little small tiny hiatus i'm just enjoying the extra time that i didn't have before uh but pretty soon here man i've got some really cool ideas for instagram stories um that i won't reveal now (laughs) it's a really cool concept that like i'm 100 sure someone out there in the universe has to be doing this but like it's not it's not popular so i want to try it out i think it'd be really cool it's a pretty it's gonna be like uh it'll be an interactive experience i'll put it that way um i'm gonna try that out um on instagram stories i think right now i'm just really fascinated by uh instagram stories like i'm just gonna try a bunch of stuff with that um i may try and start a youtube channel of some sort um i don't know man i I think it's just gonna be a lot of me like doing new projects so i want to do a lot of gigs that i haven't done before um so just looking for like new clients connecting with new people um and just collabing with whatever creatives I can can collaborate with. So I think it's just going to be a lot of just like fun projects for me, man. I'm in nice. New York. I mean, New York is the place to be, especially for creatives. I'm excited to go to New York and work with you, man. I, I looked up to you as a videographer. Like you were like the first person that I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, that's so weird to me. Cause like at that point in time, I was just like, yo, like I'm not a real videographer. I just do this at home for like, in the middle of the night you know what I mean and then like you're like dude like I look up to you I love your stuff and I was like whoa uh that's weird but okay because I don't I didn't think I was that good you know what I mean it's just like oh I'm not that good you should look at all these other guys that I look at you know what I mean <laughs> I was like uh I need to show you some other people that are way better than me <laughs> but now it's like okay like, I kind of get it it's like I like, I am knowledgeable you know what I mean so it was cool, man. Like, you helped validate that I'm a videographer. <laughs> well, you are one hell of a videographer. I mean, for those of you who are listening, I met AJ at the Arnold last year. It's crazy to think that's been a year now. And I remember you had, it was um, the night of the party, and you were holding the A7S II with the, the ring, the light ring. And yeah. I, I did like this interview thing, whatever. But the next morning we were like chatting up and I was like, holy crap, your stuff is amazing. I showed you some of your stuff and we just stayed connected. And I'm yeah. so glad that we did because yeah, me too. for everything like video related, I would watch your stuff and I'm like, I, I would just sit and observe and watch. And that is so helpful. Just getting an idea of com- composition, 
watching the flow of a video, storytelling. That's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Storytelling, you know. It's one thing to get good footage, but if you can't put it together and tell something, that's that's where people struggle with. And I've Absolutely. learned so much from you, and I'm so glad that, you know, we've been able to maintain, you know, connections and this friendship. And I'm excited to come and visit you and finally collab with you, which is going to be insane. I, I have such a good feeling about this project. Yeah, man, it's going to be so much fun. Now, I ask everybody on the show this question. I'm going to ask you as we, you know, tie this up. AJ, mm-hmm. if you had one superpower, what would it be and why? Wow. One superpower. Ah, that's rough, man. I should have prepared for this question because like, I listen to people answer this question all the time. Like, I should have been prepared. Uh, <laughs> I would probably take... I'd be able. I I take the ability to transform my life. So what I mean by that is like, I can take like, like today I could be a videographer, right? Tomorrow I could be a actor. Like I could just become just these different people, like whatever I want to be. Because like I just love new experiences. So for me, it's like I do this thing like every year on my birthday, I do something I've never done before, and like I started it like. I think I started it like last year, I want to say. And like, it's just this new thing that I want to do because I love switching up my routine because I'm a very routine person. Like, if you like, <laughs> like on Saturdays, I'm always in the same places at the same time. On the weekdays, I'm always in the same place at the same time. Like, I'm so like robotic, you know, I'm so robotic sometimes. It's like, yo, if I could like switch up and like do something completely different and learn a new skill or do a new skill, I'm having fun. Like, I love that stuff. So if I could just like change like what I can do, like in an instant, like, oh, I'm at work right now, but I don't want to do this today. I want to go be a pilot. Snap my fingers, I'm flying a plane. Like, that'd be dope, man. I just do whatever <laughs> I- <laughs> That is the first time I've ever heard someone say that. But who would you be first? Who, who would be like the first person that you'd want to turn your life into? Oh, man, I would probably be some sort of professional basketball player. Like, I wouldn't want to be like actual people. Like, I wouldn't want to be like, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, like, I'd be, like, AJ Caldwell, the NBA star. You know, I'd still be me. I would just be, like, a completely different person with a different life. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's like, oh, probably want to be an NBA star first. I love basketball, man. Like, yeah, I'm just going to hoop on these boys real quick on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do this year that's different, like, um, for your birthday? I know you said you started it in that last year. Do you have any ideas what you want to do this year? Yeah, so this year I am going to shoot a gun for the first time. Never shot a gun. So my my friend Jake's going to take me to uh, uh, a firing range. I think you can't do it in New York, but I think we're going to uh, I think we're going to Philly or somewhere. I don't know. We're going somewhere. We're going to shoot some guns. It's going to be dope. Damn, dude, that's going to be awesome. Now, where can people find you? Uh, I am pretty much everywhere. Visuals by AJ. Um, spelled just like it sounds. No nonsense in there. Just visuals by AJ. Uh, I'm probably most active on Instagram, even though I haven't posted. I do interact with people on there a lot. Um, not really on Snapchat. It's a different handle. I don't ever really use it. But Facebook, I'm just AJ Caldwell. Uh, but yeah, man, that's where you can find me. Awesome, man. Well, Thank you so much for being on the show, AJ. Seriously appreciate and value your time. Everyone that's listening, thank you so much for listening. Check AJ out and make sure to give this iTunes podcast a five-star rating, leave a review, all that good stuff. Until next time, guys, this is Cinemania, and we're out.